You're listening to Bizarre Buffet, a podcast of all-you-can-eat weird. I'm your host, Mark Toriello. I'm Jen Wilson. And I'm Mark Blusine. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. And perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. When we first went in, one of the people said, Who are you? And Tex said, I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's business. Welcome to another hour of... Your Mother is Toxic, starring me, Bonnie Hunt. And I guess I'm Roseanne Barr. Oh, okay. And I guess I'm uh, Tanya Harding. Oh, I love it. Can we just like talk for a second about what I tagged you guys in on Facebook earlier today? Absolutely. Which thing? Because we tag each other in a lot of shit. (laughs) It was the, um, the dolls. Oh, with the dolls. So they were like <laughs> the deadbeat dad, and it was. Oh, oh yeah. I died. <laughs> they I were died. so funny, Adam and Steve. So they're like action figures that like people clearly like just made up on their own. But the deadbeat dad, it says deadbeat dad action figure, but there's nothing in the box. <laughs> I love it. There was one. Oh, the karate teacher who threw up, and it's just a karate teacher with vomit all over him. I like the one with the babies. The it's babies. Like the unwanted babies that your friends uh, keep Batman's having. Batman's yeah. parents. It's just them face down with blood all over them. There was the Jehovah's Witness one where it was just a doorbell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That one made me laugh. <laughs> 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 They're good. They are. There's some really yeah. Um, all the babies your shitty friends keep having, and it's uh, just a bunch of little baby just, figurines. <laughs> no, that's why. Oh, it was beautiful. Thanksgiving smallpox blankets. <laughs> Oh, I saw that they're like rolled up little blankets. Yeah. Oh, they were so good. I saw those. I was like, I wanna. I think. Mark's birthday is coming up, yeah. so now it's not. <laughs> yeah, it is. The 4th of July. Yeah, July 4th. I so, expect presents <laughs> from the Bizarre Buffet listener. Yes, yes, you all better send Mark presents. Yes, send him presents. You don't want me to. Um, I like Versace. 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 Oh. Versace. Are you, um... Give me the gaudiest Versace Are you foreshadowing what we're going to be talking about? This might be foreshadowing. I don't know. But, um, I just... I'm just curious, because I've, like, been very nostalgic lately. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just want to know, like, what are your favorite scandals from the 90s? Because the 90s had so much shit going on, Mm -hmm. like... Scandals and murder, murder, murder and like some sex. of the like most amazing music and fashion yeah. and <laughs> yeah, well, fashion's debatable, but it, I get what you're saying. But it's making a comeback. It is. It most certainly is. It's like middle parts galore. Oh, God. <laughs> like middle parts galore is for sure. I'm thinking of the kid from a what's that show? Home Improvement. Jonathan, oh. Taylor, Jonathan Thomas. Taylor Thomas. Yep. Oh. All the boys. JTT. Whatever happened to him? I don't think he acts anymore. No, did he? Uh, OD or something? I don't something? think. I, don't, I think he's still alive. He's still around. Well, good for him. <laughs> 
Jonathan, if you're listening. We love you. We love you. We loved you on Home Improvement. Yeah. I don't know what else you were in. Was he Simba? No one does. Oh, yeah. He was the voice of young Simba in The Lion King. Mm -hmm. Well, aside from those two things, nobody knows. Team Bob posters. Team Bob posters. That's right. Every every girl loved Mm. him. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I wanted his dad. You wanted Tim Allen? Miss, yeah. <laughs> you wanted... He's a Republican piece of shit. No. Anyway. He's Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear is a Republican piece of shit, too. <laughs> Sorry, Toy Story. Um, Toy Story, that would be a great name for a porn if it isn't already. It probably is somewhere. <laughs> it has to be. Um, Toy Hori. Toy Hori. <laughs> Boy story. Boy story. Okay, I see the studio audience was there. Um, okay, you want me to tell you what my favorite Hollywood '90s scandal was? I want you to tell me what your favorite, oh my God. your favorite '90s scandal is. Oh my God! <laughs> tell us. That's me tapping. Okay, my personal favorite is the Hollywood Madam Heidi Fleiss. Who was the Hollywood madam who basically provided all of the all of the um, women of the night, the sex workers, if you will, okay. to all of the um, famous Hollywood elite? Oh, remember when you Grant was busted for being? Oh old? yes, and you know what? Mm-hmm. My friend Andrew and I were actually just talking about that because we were like Hunanan. <laughs> Sorry, no, okay. my roommate. We were just talking about like. He was married to Elizabeth Hurley, who in their right mind would have an affair on Elizabeth, while on, on Elizabeth Hurley, oh, like one I of the know. most beautiful British women ever. I know. And that's a hard thing to do. Exactly. So, I mean, but also you Grant, you know, I always quote American Dad where they were like such a youthful haircut and such an old face. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> he didn't age very well. No, no, he didn't. But, you know, that's one of my favorites because, um, you know, she went through a lot. You know, I, she was she was charged. She had an illegal uh, brothel, I suppose, would be the correct. But were the women that were part of this, were they all like of age? Yeah. Oh, then who cares? And they were willing participants. And they like, probably made a good a fuck ton, ton of money. money. Absolutely. And then there was an interesting. I do it. Uh, I would do. And then there was an interesting documentary. I don't know how many years later, but she was trying to open up a legal brothel in Las Vegas because Mm. you can, like, prostitution is legal. Um, But Mm. there was, like, a lot of red tape, and you had to, like, Mm. get in bed with some slimy people to, like, open up a brothel. So I don't think it ever happened. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Anyway. I think for me... um I know the 90s is loaded with so much. You know, you have like John Bunny Ramsey and the Bill Clinton sex scandal. But I think my favorite 90s scandal would be when Sinead O'Connor ripped up the picture of the Pope. Oh, on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. That was I a good love one. It. What and song I, was she singing again? So she did Nothing Compares to You, but then she sang something else. It was like a Bob Marley cover or something like that. And after the performance, she was like the true enemy and she like had a picture of the Pope and she ripped it up and unfortunately we all know it wrecked her career but I think that was so ballsy and good for her for taking on the church at such a early time before everyone knew that the church was like you know yeah she was a a very public figure who challenged Mm -hmm. 
on national TV. She had like a meltdown a few years ago in New Jersey. And um, I didn't know that. Yeah, Yeah. she had like, um, like, I don't know, like a public meltdown. And um, I think she was like living in like a Holiday Inn or something like that. In Hackensack. In Hackensack. So we went, Mark and I, Mark and I went on her Facebook page and we were like, oh, we live in New Jersey. If you're upset, come over. We'll listen to your album. Yeah, listen, throw it out (laughs) there. But she didn't come over. We're like Ed and Lorraine Warren. Or listen to us. We'll see if any story or, you know. You guys are crazy. We are. Inviting crazy people like Sinead O'Connor into your house. (laughs) We're like, nothing compares to Jen Wilson. Nothing compares to me. That's right. So, American Crime Story. We've we've seen some of these seasons, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. First season, People vs. OJ. Mm -hmm. Boring, snooze, we live through it. Okay. The new season coming out is about the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky yeah. scandal. Snooze fast. We like, all lived through it. God, you can't make Bill Clinton interesting. <gasps> well, I'm sorry. First of all, like, I don't like the fact that Clive Owen is going to be playing Bill Clinton and Edie Falco is playing Hillary Clinton. So, like, imagine Carmela Soprano slash Nurse Jackie (laughs) as Hillary Clinton. I would love it. So, this is the new one coming out. I mean, Ryan Murphy's a genius. Yeah, I mean, listen. American Horror Story. He's doing a Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix, which I cannot wait for. And I I sent you the pictures of Evan Peters as as Jeffrey Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer, And it looks so good. It does. I'm very excited. Nurse Ratchet. Oh, yeah. We that, love for some Sarah Paulson. I just love Ryan Murphy. I love everything he does and everything he touches. But <laughs> season number two was the assassination of Gianni Versace. Yeah. And I just thought since, you know, it's Pride Month, we've been yeah. talking about homosexuality. Yeah, we love it. Murder. Yeah. LGBTQ. LGBTQ pride. Absolutely. Um, Rainbows. Rainbows. This was was a scandal that I don't remember happening. Yeah. And that's why I enjoyed this season so much Mm -hmm. because I don't remember it. Mm You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. It makes a lot of sense. Because, like, for example, I, Tanya, it just took me until, like, a couple months ago to finally watch it because I was like, I lived through this drama with Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah, it was everywhere. It was everywhere, you know? So it was like, I really don't want to watch it. I just remember um, the thing on the news with her skate unlacing and her going up to the... Oh, Tanya Harding, yeah. yeah. And she's like, my shoes unlaced. Yeah. And I don't know. I always feel bad for her in that moment. Yeah. Because I feel like that would happen to me. Yeah, it would. It would. I don't ice skate, everyone. (laughs) But um, But if I did. I'm an ice skater. So, yeah. The assassination of Gianni Versace. Or as they say in Italy, Gianni Versace. Exactly. But Jen, I don't remember it either. Yeah, exactly. And we lived through it. We lived through it and I don't remember it. And that's why I was like really drawn to that to that season of American Crime Story. Makes sense. So for those of our listeners who don't know who Gianni Versace is, he is the Italian fashion founder of Versace, Mm -hmm. um, the international fashion house that produces accessories, fragrances, makeup, 
home furnishings. He's also known for ready-to-made wear clothing, mm-hmm. leather accessories, mm-hmm. flashy prints. The most beautiful oh. prints. And bright colors. Prints. Oh. And really bright oh. colors. Oh. Beautiful oh. shades of neon and, oh. and Greek keys and Medusa heads and oh. harnesses and medallions. Oh, he's getting excited. So, oh, he's excited. Sorry. In popular <laughs> culture... Um, some of Versace's well-known designs are the infamous Jennifer Lopez dress from the Grammys. Mm. Yes, that's correct. And actually, um, speaking of Hugh Grant and Elizabeth Hurley, the dress that was referred to as that dress that she wore to the four weddings in a funeral premiere, you can look it up. It was literally held together by safety pins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember that? It's iconic. It's very iconic. It's called That Dress. Like, that's what it was always referred to as. Um, Gianni Versace was good friends with Eric Clapton, with Princess Diana, Naomi Campbell, Kate Moss, Madonna. Madonna. Elton John, Tupac Shakur. Oh. Um, And he's actually known for being one of the first fashion designers to link fashion and music together. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I love it. And sadly, he was shot in the head outside of his Miami Beach mansion in 1997 by Andrew Cunanan. Andrew Cunanan. So who was Andrew Cunanan? Who was he, Jen? Oh my God! He so, was a troubled individual. He was a very troubled individual. He, he reminds um, me of like Anna Delavy. He kind of is like an yeah. Anna Delavy, yeah. which um, like is she in prison yet? She's in ICE. She's in ICE custody. Oh, Remember, we talked yeah. about this. The detention center. Yeah, she's in the detention center, and every so often I'll like Google her name to see if anything else popped up. But she, I think she's still being held in ICE. Oh, I'm sure oh. she's gonna get deported back to Germany. Okay, so. <laughs> Who was Andrew Cunanan? Back to Andrew Cunanan. <laughs> Cunanan. Okay. Who was he, Jen? Um, he was this spree killer who was known to have killed five people in a three-month period, mid-1997. One of them actually being the business tycoon, Lee Miglin. Oh, Lee. Uh, he was also known to be a pathological liar, um, and he was also known to tell tall tales about his personal life and family life. Um, and he also began to befriend wealthy older men and would create like violent pornography. That's cute. Yeah, he was known to also like socialize in the wealthy neighborhoods of San Diego and like known to live off of one wealthy patron to the next. Oh. Yeah. At the time, he was believed to be selling opioids, cocaine, Mm. marijuana. He dated this man named Norman Blockford. He was this wealthy man who had been like financially supporting him, but he actually maxed this guy's credit cards out. Mm. Oh, Mm -hmm. damn. He actually also went by a few aliases. Lieutenant Commander Andy Cummings. Lieutenant mm. Commander okay. Drew Cunningham and Kurt Matthew. Oh. Okay. So, <laughs> All right. That's a, that's a creative mix. It's kind of like the male Anna Delvey, but yeah. with some murder involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the killings began essentially in like 1997. Mm-hmm. Um, but in December of 1995, he was dating this man named David Madsen. From Minneapolis, he was an architect. And they met in a San Francisco bar. 
and they began this long distance relationship. But shortly after, David Madsen ended the relationship in like spring of 1996, telling his friends that he just like sensed something really shady about Mm. Andrew. But you know, according to Andrew, David was the love of his life. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in the show, I was kind of hoping, I mean, I was rooting for Andrew when he was pursuing his love interest. Yeah. Now. Kind of it's a little crazy. Yes. But, <laughs> but I like that. So <laughs> he killed his roommate mm-hmm. and good friend, Jeffrey Trail. Um, and this was after an argument that they had. He bought a gun and actually brought it to David Madsen's apartment. Okay. And Andrew called his friend Trail from David Madsen's apartment to come retrieve the gun. Okay. Mm. And upon arrival, Andrew Kanan beat Jeffrey Trail to death with a hammer right in front of David Madsen. Oh, God. That's pretty. Um... Mm-hmm. So on April 29th, one of David's co workers was concerned about his absence from work. He visited the apartment to check on him, and they discovered David Trail's body rolled in a rug behind a sofa. Oh, no. And his watch was stopped at 9.55 p.m., believing that's when the killings happened. When the killing happened. Holy shit. Wow. Well, I know time is a big uh, thing in murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's... <clears throat> Probably a helpful thing. So the authorities believe that David Madsen remained in his apartment with Andrew two days after the murder. Okay. Um, a neighbor witnessed both men in the apartment elevator um, on April 28th, and another neighbor witnessed the two of them walking David's dog on April mm. 29th. Uh-huh. Wait, so the body was in the apartment for like two days? With them in it, yeah. But what not it? Oh, I'm thinking it would smell like, and start leaking. Yeah, probably. So, like, imagine being in an apartment with a with a body rolled yeah. up in a carpet. I do that all the um, time <laughs> to myself. So, the <laughs> investigators initially treated David Madsen as a suspect in Jeffrey Trail's murder, but David Madsen's family insisted he was held hostage by Andrew Cunanan. Okay. I would believe that. So on May 2nd, the two of them, David and Andrew, were seen north of Minneapolis driving in David Madsen's Jeep and eating lunch together in the bar. Oh. Following morning, Madsen's body was found on the east shore of Rush Lake near Rush City, Minnesota, with gunshot wounds Mm. to the head and the back from a .40 caliber. Oh, shit. Which Kunanin took from Jeffrey Trail's home. So the one that was wrapped in the carpet. The carpet. Mm. Mm. That's problematic. So now this is like the second. So this is the second murder. They kind of were like back to back. Yeah. You know what I would like to know? What would you like to know? What I would like to know as a side note is that like, okay, so we were just talking about how we didn't know like the whole Versace story or as much of it. But the fact that this guy was like a multiple murderer didn't seem to be like a very publicized aspect either, right? right? Mm -hmm. It's just weird. Anyway, you can continue. Sorry. (laughs) 
So we fast forward a couple days. Now it's May 4th. Andrew was driving to Chicago and to see Lee Maitland. Yes, the business tycoon. Oh, Lee. <laughs> he was a prominent real estate developer and bound his hands and feet and wrapped his head with duct tape and stabbed Miglin more than 20 times with a screwdriver. Oh, Andrew, that's a bit excessive. Slit his throat with a hacksaw. Oh. And stole his car. Jeez. Meglin's family, they maintain that the killing was random, but a former FBI agent argues that it's unlikely that Kunanin would have just bound and tortured Meglin without some motive. Okay. That, I mean, one would imagine, right? Because how do you just so happen to find this one individual, you know? Yeah. So the... Investigators noted that Megalyn's 1994 green Lexus sedan was missing from the garage. Mm-hmm. And they found Madsen's red Jeep parked on the street near Megalyn's house. Uh-huh. So Andrew must have killed David Madsen, mm-hmm. drove off in his car. To see Lee. To go see Lee, left the car, and then took Lee's car. Well, listen, we get bored of cars, you know. But his, so his car, Lee's car was equipped with a phone. Apparently it was like the phone was activated on May 4th in Union Union County, Pennsylvania. So then the authorities began monitoring the phone activity um, and found it was also activated on May 8th in Philadelphia and May 9th. In New Jersey. Oh, hey. Oh, New Jersey Pride. Hello. So you could say that we and Andrew were like romantically involved or having a secret secret hookup. So that was implied. That was implied in the series. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, A lot of this was implied. There's a lot, (laughs) there's not a lot of information as to what Andrew's motive Mm -hmm. was. And did he really know these people? Okay. But personally, I think that you wouldn't just go and just kill some random person. You had to have some sort mm-hmm. of motive. There had to be something yeah. there or some sort of connection or relationship. In his case, just from like everything that I've seen or read about it, it seems as though there would be. But... So, that was... <laughs> Murder number three. Mm-hmm. So on May 9th in New Jersey, he shot and killed 45-year-old caretaker William Reese. So later that day, I guess William Reese didn't show up for dinner at home. His wife visited the cemetery to check on him and found that his office door at the cemetery was left ajar. And with the radio playing inside, she called the police. And they actually found that he was shot in the head by the same pistol Mm. that Andrew used to murder David Madsen. Okay. Unlike the other victims who he killed for seemingly personal reasons, authorities actually believe that this murder was simply for him to get this William Reese's 1995 red Chevrolet pickup truck. Listen, made Chevy tough. So I think it was like he... He needed a getaway car. He needed a getaway car. Because... But like, 
can't you just take a car and not murder somebody? Yeah, that's what I, I was mean, thinking. Like, here, I know. And here's the thing. Like, really, to go from a Lexus to a Chevy, I mean, first of all, how declassé. Um, <laughs> even by killer standards. No, I'm just kidding, people. I'm not this insensitive, I promise you. But I am. But no, I'm but not. I mean, this guy seems to be such a social climber, exactly. like hanging around yeah. the affluent people. Yeah. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I mean, how cool is that, right? It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On with the show. Well, you'd think he'd get like. So, yeah. so, but so was can cracking. I just ask one yeah, thing? Yeah, go ahead. So, they discovered this because why? His Lexus was left where the Chevy was stolen from? Mm hmm. Okay. Thank you. So, pretty much, it was like Andrew Kananen was just dumping his evidence at the side. Like, wouldn't you like yeah. go to a pound and. No, I mean, there's a better way to test drive cars. So. Now he takes this red Chevrolet down to Florida, which is the home stretch of this story. Mm. Florida. To Miami Beach. So mm. on May 12th, he started staying in the Normandy Plaza in Miami Beach, Florida. Um, he paid $29 a night um, in cash. Oh, um, Those are good deals. He yeah, was no. actually on June 12th listed on the FBI 10 most wanted fugitives list. Wow, good for him, reaching for the stars. Mm-hmm. The manhunt was unsuccessfully focused on this William Reese's stolen truck that he was using. Mm-hmm. Um, but Andrew Cunanan hid in plain sight for two months. Which is fucking terrifying. Mm, and as is. you've seen from the series on American Crime Story, like mm. he's physically like out in public mm. on the beaches of Miami. Mm-hmm. Showing off his little speedo. Yeah. And like yeah. he just like it was just like a baseball cap and sunglasses. Yeah. And that was it. His French cut bikini. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes the best way to hide is actually in everyone's faces, like That's right. without hiding. That's right. So I guess you're not hiding. Only people who have something to hide, hide, so you'd be out. So when they (laughs) figured out he was in Miami was when, again, Andrew, there's so many other ways of doing this. Oh, Andrew. He used his own name to pawn a stolen item. That's where Kathy Moriarty comes in. Well, that's where he wanted to get caught. July 7th. Yeah. Like, he didn't know, I guess, despite knowing the police routinely um, reviewed the pawn shop Mm -hmm. records. And he was out Mm -hmm. of money, so he actually checked out of his hotel without paying the last three nights or last night there. That's very impolite. So, now we get to Gianni Versace. Gianni Versace. Gianni Versace. So... He allegedly met Versace in San Francisco in 1990 um, when Versace was in town to be fitting costumes that he designed for the San Francisco opera Capriccio. Capriccio. (laughs) Sorry, Um, I'm the translator. (laughs) What does Capriccio mean? 
Capriccio. That's what Capriccio. it means. Capriccio. I don't know what it means. Um, it means of Capri, which is a um, beach off of Venice. That's a cigarette. No, I'm lying. That's a cigarette <laughs> that Jen Wilson used to smoke when she I'm was. I'm full of shit. When we first met. Oh my god. Taking a oh, page I'm from sorry. Oh, Uncle god. Dog Uncle Dog, close no, your ears. No, just I'm saying stop. You're like bringing me back to like an embarrassing time in no. my life. What's wrong with Capri cigarettes? They um, were thin and luxurious. I'm looking up to see what Capri cigarettes were I manufactured. It means um a craving. Oh. A craving for Capri cigarettes. I have a Capriche for Versace. Capriccio oh. or whim. Versace. Whim. Ooh. Like on a whim. Mm. Um, so. Anyway, we're not into opera here. So. No, we're clearly not. The <clears throat> handful of times I've been to the opera, I fell, fell asleep. I would too. Um, so allegedly, that's where they first met. Wait, allegedly according to whom? So... Yeah. That's what I want to know. His good question. Yeah, um, his family denies that the two ever met. The Versace family Wait, the Vers- denies it. The right? Versaces deny it, or the Cunanans? the Versaces. Yeah, the Versaces, because Andrew Cunanan didn't really have much of a relationship with his family, so and he was known for making shit up. So he it's was. highly mm-hmm. probable um, that he never met him and that this was just... So this story that I'm about to share with you is allegedly from Vanity Fair in 1997, recalling the time that they met. Okay. This was based off of interviews from multiple witnesses of the interaction. So pretty much what... According to Vanity Fair, Versace walked into this club with an entourage, which included his boyfriend, Antonio D'Amico, which was played by Ricky Martin, and also the choreographer of this opera, Val Canaparoli. Hey, Val. And you know, like when you're, when you're like... Young and hung. Hot. Well, just uh, not home. Sorry, Uncle Doug. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, Mom and Dad. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Pete and Maureen. Sorry. And uh, what's the new podcast? We should plug it since we said Pete and Maureen. Oh, Sonic Boom. Sonic Boomers. Sonic Boomers. On Apple Podcasts. No, but when you're famous mm-hmm. and you're like the, the big shot in the club. Yeah. You know, you're going around, you're schmoozing, you're introducing yeah. people. Yeah, grabbing, grabbing objects. That's what I do at and, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, exactly. So, Splenda, after about like 15 minutes of like this walking around and doing your like Italian little kiss on both yeah. cheeks, the, you know, um, there were waves of young men that were just so eager to meet Gianni Versace. Mm. Oh, I bet. Versace started looking around the room. Mm. And he noticed Andrew Cunanan standing there. And it was like, oh no. Uh, <laughs> That's the correct one. That's the Andrew he was, music. Um, yeah. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew was with his friend Eli Gould that he met. He was a fashion designer. So Versace saw Eli and Andrew together. And he, was like, what up, he, he looked at Andrew and said... I know you. Oh. And he said, Lago di Cuomo, see? Si? No? Lake Cuomo is where Versace's home was in Italy. Oh. So 
pretty uh, much referring that maybe maybe he was he saw him in Lake Como. Who knows? But he would often use that line apparently when he wanted to strike up a conversation with someone. Oh, that okay. was his like his pickup. That was like his pickup line. Well, I remember yeah. when I met him, he said that to me, and I was like, I know, "What I was are you talking about?" I'm like, "So I, know. I don't speak." And he was like, yeah, so, de Quamer. Lago de Cuomo, just, no? But he gave me a beautiful. Um, so it was like shirt. referring to like because he Blumpkin. he had a house on Lake Como, which is be- oh my god, I I want to go to Lake Como. It's stunning. It's so freaking beautiful. But I apparently that was kind of like you know when like guys are like, "Do you come here often?" Mm-hmm. Like I think that. That was like Versace's way of kind of, you know, enticing. Yeah. That was his version of, is your refrigerator running? Everyone listening, I never met Mr. Versace. I'm just lying and delusional like Andrew. But maybe it's the opposite. So, um, Andrew was so thrilled. Oh my God! I bet he was like, and he and he said his response apparently to Versace was, "That's right. Thank you for remembering, Signore Versace." And I, then, don't, I don't think that happened. He's I don't think real, it happened. He's full of shit. Yeah, but I, I think want to hear the rest of this. A real Lorraine Warren. Yeah. But then Andrew um, apparently introduced his friend Eli to Versace. They made a little polite talk, whether they'd seen the opera, which they had not. And then Andrew and yeah. Eli went back to the dance floor. So apparently that was the interaction mm-hmm. that they had. If it were me, you know what I would have said to pick up Versace? I would have been like, Versace, have you ever been to the King Burger? Oh my God, Mark. (laughs) Sorry. So. I won't edit that. I refuse. That's how you won me over. That was in 19. Okay, so that was 1990, apparently, that this interaction happened. Okay. Okay. At the fake opera. At the fake opera. (laughs) Okay. But listen, we don't know. We're but, just okay. But on July um, 15, mm. uh, 1997, it was around 8:45 a.m. Gianni Versace was murdered by Andrew Cunanan on the fir- front steps of his mansion in Miami Beach. And I will have you know, I went by the Versace. I have been mansion. by there as well. It's really beautiful. It is. And it's you can beautiful. actually you can actually eat dinner there if you'd like. You can. I would request to eat dinners on the step. I would like. I want my chair on where, half the step. Where the blood was. Where the blood. And I also, I'm like, hold on. Well, there weren't there pictures like on the media with the steps being like covered in yeah. blood. Yeah. Is that a oh, thing? Yeah. yeah. It was sensational because. Where Versace's house was. Mm-hmm. It was right next to it like was a hotel. It was right and then next a restaurant. to the um you know the movie The Birdcage? Yes. It is literally next door to the building that the birdcage was. Yeah. Oh wow. So it's on the Miami strip. Like it's on the South Beach mm-hmm. strip. Like the beach is literally right there. Yeah. yeah. So, so what nice. I what I but here's the thing. What I found to be very odd about it was that it it would be like i don't know being in any other like very business oriented or you know whatever area so it's like restaurant hotel restaurant hotel versace's exactly. house hotel yeah. like so it was very out but of place and accessible you also remember like miami in the 90s is a lot different than miami today mm. Okay, like Miami in the 90s was much more, it wasn't as touristy. 
mm. live in Libido Loca. It was more of like a lifestyle down there. It was a community. Yeah. So that's like, yeah, it was hotel, restaurant, but it was like mostly locals. Now it's like the biggest tourist fucking attraction. I've never been and I want to go really it's, badly. It's really nice. I go? love Miami. Nice. I do. Yeah. I feel like I would, like my wardrobe would definitely be. Um, it would. It well, would fit in well. Well received. Um, yeah. He was like, he just returned. He, you know, picked up his local magazines, a coffee. And then in front of his house, Andrew Kanan shot him once in the back of the head and once in the left cheek. And a bird was injured as well. Was it really? Yeah. yeah. It was like a whole thing. Like they featured it in the show. But I remember before when like I researched some articles, like a bird was killed. Just like Fabio. Yeah. Oh. It was the same bird. R.I.P. Fabio's bird. Um, <laughs> Not as bad. I just Googled Versace bird to see. Yeah. We need. We're going to. The, the, I think it was a dead dove. Yes. So it was with the same pistol that he used to murder David Madsen and William Reese. Oh. Um, apparently a witness tried to, like get Andrew but was unable to catch him as he fled into like a nearby parking garage mm. and Versace was pronounced dead at 9:21 a.m. Responding police found the stolen vehicle, William Reese's stolen vehicle in the nearby parking garage and it contained Kunanin's clothes and clippings of newspaper reports about the earlier murders. Oh, yes. he was making a scrapbook. Yeah. So, Andrew Kunanin actually wound up committing suicide. He broke into this houseboat nearby and he just kind of stayed there and hid and just kind of took coverage mm -hmm. yeah. while like the entire city was on a manhunt looking for him. He left no suicide note. Mm. There was few personal belongings and, you know, investigators noted that he had a reputation for acquiring money and expensive possessions from wealthy older men. The police considered a few of the findings to be multiple tubes of hydrocortisone cream. Oh, did he? And a fairly... Oh, hydrocortisone, did he have fucking eczema? And a fairly <laughs> extensive collection of fiction by C.S. Lewis. <laughs> and hydrocortisone he, wait, he cream and books? All, he packed all of that with him when he was like on the run? Yeah. That kind of makes me sad for some reason. Girl's got to read. But I know, I don't like, know why the, it makes me sad. The manhunt went for like, forget how many days. Just shows you how effective our police force is. Yeah, really. But kill innocent people, but you can't find a murderer. Yeah, he was on a, this luxury houseboat, and a caretaker reported to hearing gunshots. Mm. Mm. Um, and which he shot himself with, with the same pistol that. So it wasn't Cher performing bang, bang. No, it was yeah. not. So, um, yeah, he was. Wow. So he took himself out in the He houseboat. took himself out in the houseboat. Um, well, imagine being the owner of that houseboat. Oh, I know. Imagine well, I were talking yeah. about that. I was like, can you fucking imagine? Now, Didenhouse.com, which sponsors Bizarre Buffet. If you use, um, you can get 15% off using the code Bizarre Buffet. But Didenhouse.com. Didenhouse.com. Um, but can you imagine? I know. I God. mean, they also, like, his motivation 
remains unknown. No. Um, there was speculation at the time um, that he allegedly discovered that he was HIV positive. Okay. But his autopsy revealed he was negative. Okay, so, so that, he was just old-fashioned crazy. I mean, he also didn't have the best upbringing. When he was 19, his father deserted his family and moved to the Philippines to evade arrest for embezzlement. Mm-hmm. And then that same year, he started frequenting like gay clubs, restaurants. And then his mother was deeply religious, learned, out, learned about his sexual orientation. And during an argument, he apparently threw his mother against a wall, dislocating her shoulder. And then later examination of his behavior, it indicates that he may have suffered from antisocial personality disorder, characterized by lack of remorse and empathy. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, sounds like a real... uh... So, yeah. Do you think that stems from his upbringing from his family or do you think he had nature versus nature mental illness or both i mean we've i feel like we've talked about this so many times on other episodes like especially when we talk about serial killers and like mental health was kind of not frowned down upon but it was such an embrace it wasn't embraced you know and i feel I feel like he probably did have some sort of personality disorder. And a lot of times, like, you hear about these serial killers, and a lot of times they, like, witness a traumatic experience as a child. Mm-hmm. Like, look at Richard Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. His uncle shot right. his aunt in the head in front of him. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's kind of like when you see things like that, I'm sure it traumatizes you. And, yeah. But I mean, like, we just caught a mouse in my apartment. Yeah, Jen Wilson just caught her. And it it was dead with the His, snap trap, and I don't want to go kill people. No, not at all. That's a reasonable response. Right? <laughs> well, it's funny, because, like, I don't like people or humanity, so I have, like, 1% empathy for people. And then I question, and I'm like, oh, am I going to be, like, one of these serial killers? I'm scared. You know what I tell him? I'm like, if you haven't yet, you're fine. But then, like, one time, it was, like, I think last year, I was out, like, jogging, and I witnessed a squirrel get run over by a car, and I started crying my eyes out. Yeah, he called me. I I was crying on the phone. I called Mark crying my eyes out because of a squirrel that got hit by a car. So I know. It was very sad. It was very upsetting. But, um... (laughs) I feel like that would be upsetting. Now I know I'm not crazy. Even for Andrew Cunanan, though? For what? Even for Andrew Cunanan, would that be upsetting? I mean... Maybe? Maybe. Well, Andrew Cunanan. (laughs) I enjoyed the series. It wasn't a really good series. I didn't... I was not a fan of The People vs. OJ. Also, like... First of all, no. I I didn't like it. I appreciated Sarah Paulson. Well, she's great in everything she does. Well, yeah. I loved um, Penelope Cruz as Donatella. Oh, yes. she was fantastic. She was wonderful. Uh, or as they would say in Italy, fantastica. Yeah. And Darren Chris, who plays Andrew Cunanan, first of all, with my theater background, he's 
a big musical theater person. Mm -hmm. Like he's been on Broadway. He's done a lot of like, he's like one of those like out there. Actually, he's straight in real life. I know. But he was like, so I was so uncomfortable watching him play a sociopath. Oh, Mm. I never realized he had had it in him. Yeah. Um, But I mean, this one was really interesting because I didn't know much about it. Yeah. Where like now they just really, they announced last week that the next season of American Crime Story is going to be a fucking impeachment scandal. Oh God. I'm like so boring. But when is Jeffrey Dahmer coming? I don't know. I just know that that's being filmed and coming to Netflix. Okay. I don't know. I feel like we lived through the impeachment. Like, I don't care about... Oh, no. I don't care about blowjobs in the Oval Office. No, it's so fucking stupid. Who it's gives a so fuck? It's so fucking stupid. I just want to see the dry cleaning situation. Yeah, I want to see Edie Falco, but I want to see her go to the dry cleaner as Carmela well, Soprano. Like, what the fuck do I do with this? You know? Well, like, back to, like, the Versace. With her nail. But this girl, oh. Beanie Feldstein, is playing... Um, Monica Lewinsky. She's Jonah Hill's sister. I don't like him. I don't and know this is this are. is her. This is going to be Monica Lewinsky. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, that's believable. Yeah, she's I got mean, the face for I it. Just, <laughs> I don't know. I think I would. I would enjoy watching Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding more than I would this, the impeachment scandal. I will not be tuning in, but... I won't either. I mean, I couldn't even get through the people versus OJ, because I couldn't take Cuba Gooding Jr. seriously as OJ Simpson. Well, he's an asshole in real life. He's not likable as a person. And David Schwimmer as Rob Kardashian. He's not fucking likable either. I don't give a shit about David Schwimmer, David Shitter. Anyway... Versace. So, yeah, well, Versace. Wait, I have to tell you guys something funny. So um, I convinced my boss at work to watch the Versace um, thing that we just talked really? about. Really? Yeah, because she, she saw the, the Halston thing. Oh, yeah. I loved Halston. Well, because uh. I told her, I was like, okay, like I'll watch the Halston thing if you watch the Versace thing. So my boss watched the Versace thing because I told her to watch it. She was like, oh, yeah, Penelope Cruz was, like, good, but I just, the hair was clearly a wig. And I was like, that's because she was serving looks, honey. Yeah. <laughs> they I were like supposed the to do a season about Hurricane Katrina. Mm. Oh. Um, about, like, the decisions that the doctors had to make during the hurricane. Well, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. I feel like I would probably have been more intrigued to watch that than the impeachment. Yes, absolutely. But the Versace one had me hooked from the first episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And if any of you are interested in watching it, it is on Netflix. It is. American Crime Story, The Assassination of Gianni Versace. That is correct. And um, you know, my first um, knowledge of this show was when I worked at an unnamed place because I don't even care to give them a minute anymore. But I had this old, older woman who was like, Have you seen the assassination? Wait, was this the Kevin? No, this Kevin Bacon. 
that was the same job next yes so, so it's same the same time job. same timeline so it's the same place that you don't want to talk about yes okay. <laughs> and this one was like you look like the guy who killed versace and i was like what what do you mean and she was like oh it's this netflix show and she was talking about the guy who played him but she was also like, oh, you both wear glasses. And my mom thinks I look like anybody who has a beard. So it was one of those instances, oh I think. Oh, my goodness. But the first time I watched it was because of that. Because she kept telling me, have you watched it yet? It, and was, I was, a like, good, no. it was a very good series. It was. It was. I agree. But I don't remember it getting as much, you know. Traction. Yeah, like. O.J. Simpson, Tanya Harding, Princess Diana. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean... I, I would love to see an American crime story about Princess Diana. That's same. what I... Well, but that would it's, be not Ameri- it's, yeah. it's not American. It's not American. That would be English crime <laughs> That's okay. But it was shoved down our throats in America. So it was exactly. I'm surprised no one has done like a series yet about that. I'm surprised too. Maybe me too. Maybe we should make it. Maybe we should. I'll play Princess Die. Okay, I'm gonna play the limo. (laughs) I'll be the tunnel. Oh, that's hot. Mm. I want to be the driver and the limo. I want to be the paparazzi. Ooh. I want to play the camera. Oh, this is so sensual. I want to be the crown. Did she oh, wear a crown? I don't know. No, I don't oh, think she ever wore a crown. No, disgraced royalty I would, don't get if, to wear a crown. If the word princess was in my name, I'd wear a freaking tiara to <laughs> no, bed. <laughs> he would. He, he does now. He would. <laughs> he wears one now to Just bed. Because. So. <laughs> Oh, well, this is a fascinating one, Jen. And, you know, we would all like to remind you that even though we are doing these stories during Pride Month and they do happen to focus on killings, um, we just want you to keep in mind that this is just shedding a light on stories involving certain individuals. And, you know, we keep things bizarre for a reason. Um, so, you know, we're not perpetuating these ideas in any way Mm -hmm. or condoning them, but it's simply more so to give an educational perspective with some humor as we do, Always, you know, and it's just our style. And if you listen to us, you know that by now, but that's all I gotta say. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with that being said, my name is Donatella Versace. My name is Elizabeth Hurley's That Dress. I love that dress. <laughs> and I'm the bird that got shot. Oh, again? Again. No, no, no actually, <laughs> it's not again. I'm sorry for your loss. It's okay. Okay. Well, um, is that it, kids? I think that's, that's it. it. Is that it? Did I cut anybody off too soon? I'm sorry. No. no. Okay. We love you all. We love and you all. Follow us on Instagram at Bizarre Buffet. And on Facebook. Yes. And on Facebook, Bizarre Buffet. And subscribe, leave comments, and tell us what uh, you think. Tell us how cute you think we all are. And, tell us um, how you want to buy July us. July 4th is my birthday. If you get me Versace, I'm like a size nine and a half shoe. My birthday is in like 
five, four or five months. So Mine's further. Um, you can get me a nice Versace handbag. Um, yes. Ooh. Oh, you would look nice. great in some medallions, Jen. I want I want a nice pair of Versace sunglasses. Okay. You so, hear that? You hear that, everybody? Patreon.com slash Bizarre Buffet. Bizarre Buffet. Versace sunglasses edition for Jen Wilson because she deserves it. Thank you. Anyway. Thanks for listening. Thanks yes. for listening. Thank Bye. you. Goodbye. Bye.